This week's episode of Black Girl Brunch is sponsored by Love Lavender Shea, the perfect collection of travel-size skincare products for our jet-setter brunches. From sunscreen to body scrubs, you will be looking and smelling marvelous no matter where you are. We are so hyped about Love Lavender Shea. Products are handmade with you in mind. They even have gift sets perfect for that special somebody. Love Lavender Shea has products perfect for any occasion. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to www.lovelavendershade.com backslash shop. Use cold brunch for free shipping. But now let's get back to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman and I'm Sabria. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. We know we weren't here last week. It was a hell of a week, trust and believe. Shouts to Sabria for helping me move in, but we're back. We're back this week, like we never left. Back, back again, back to back. I feel like it was two weeks. <laughs> I don't know why. I know, it did feel like a really long um, break, but like, I honestly, I was like, was I doing too much by like saying I needed that time off? Like, could we have done the podcast? And I'm here to confirm I absolutely needed that time. <laughs> like I spent <laughs> all of last week packing Packing, packing, packing. And this is one time where I think I like I packed really good. You did. Like you, you packed very well. You know how sometimes when you get like anybody who's ever left anything, like, you know, when you leave like um like your dorm or something like that, you get frustrated at the end and you just start putting everything in like one big trash bag or one big bin and oh. mixing and no. This time I was like the shoes go in this bin. The pots and pans go here, like this goes there. Like I pack things up by room and it made it has made unpacking so much easier. So um yes. And I, again I appreciate you, me and Sabria, my cousin we did hire movers for the big stuff, but it was still us, just us three women moving things Ladies. in the scorching hot sun. And it was just so many hiccups, but it was, um, I really appreciate you helping. Of course. And then no place I'd rather be. Yeah. And it's crazy because I felt like, like, I felt like I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> I don't know why. No. I was, was sweaty. <laughs> I felt like I wasn't doing anything. No, it, it was so much help. It's because the mover, movers, the movers did the heavy lifting. I think that's why I felt like I didn't do anything. Yeah, thank God for them men because they were like carrying the beds and stuff. And honestly, I'm like, look, that's none of my business. I can't, I couldn't, <laughs> I know I can't do it. So y'all handle that. It made me sick looking at them. <laughs> I know. So and then I sick. felt so bad because I was like, hey, can y'all move this couch out too while y'all... <laughs> I was like, can you also pick this up while you're here? But like, I'm, I ain't trying to hear that. Like, they like that they stronger than me. So if you they like do. it so much, you know, like, thanks. I wanted to take out the trash. You know? I know. Sabrina was milking it. First, I was asking them, I was like, can y'all pick up a couch? Can y'all pick up this bed? Sabrina you think they can pick up the trash bed? I'm like, all right, now. <laughs> First of all, the trash bed wasn't even that heavy. <laughs> you just didn't want to do it. <laughs> Well, I was like, you always gotta. <laughs> You've admitted all the time you take things too far. That was it. That was it. I, I know, and I do admit that, especially with men. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take it too far. I'm gonna go, please. They put my bed in my room, and I was like, um, kind of thought y'all were gonna set it up. But then I started thinking, like, they didn't actually promise to do that. They said they would move it. 
And I was like, hey, you know, my shoulder is so messed up. Like, I will pay you all somewhere. He said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm like, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being a man. Thank you for being a man. And I, we did, like, give him a little bit more because of the heat. Like, they were moving in the heat. And, yeah. like, and they weren't annoying. Like They, they were weren't just, annoying at all. They were so nice. They were so nice, talkative. Um yeah, just cool people. So if y'all need some movers in the Philly area, junk removal, hit me up because they, they really did a good job. They were nice. Um, let me know. I would definitely recommend them. Um, but let's get into this phase four, huh? Let's talk about yes, it. Yes, let's get in. Oh my so, gosh. Oh, wait, never mind. I was going to say, you forgot to talk about your birthday shabazzle. Oh my God, I did. That happened too. I turned another year older. <laughs> and it was, when I tell you, this was probably one of the best birthdays I've ever had. Like, seriously. Um, Again, shout out to Sabrina. Saved my moves. <laughs> saved my birthday. Kiki saved my birthday. My friend Jameer, friend of the show, saved my birthday. Um, so I had like a condition at my old home uh, that Im- involves friends with more than two <laughs> legs, and they took over. And I didn't feel comfortable having nobody in my place because I knew it wasn't my fault. Like my neighbors are filthy. Um, <laughs> everyone on the block was filthy. So like I knew it wasn't my fault, but I'm like I don't really feel comfortable having people over. So I just canceled the party. And Sabrina's like. No, I'm gonna get an Airbnb and Kiki and Sabrina are looking for Airbnbs and Jameer was like, no, like we could just have it in my place. And I don't know if y'all have ever seen Big Step is home, but Jameer <laughs> is um it looks like a museum. So he allowed us to have the party at his place. It was a vibe. So many people, not so many people, but a small group of people were able to just come and show us love. We wanted to keep it small because mm-hmm. COVID. So if you didn't get invited, it was not personal. Trust me. You know I love to have a big party. It just was about Miss Delta, you know? Yeah. So we tried to keep the list small people who I knew were vaccinated and... Yeah, people who got the Becky or people who had COVID already. So that was the party. It was just such a good time. And then the next day was supposed to be chill. It was <laughs> supposed to be relaxing. But my cousins were involved and I should have known as soon as they were involved that it was going to be like the most. I should have known that like Hennessy was going to enter the picture. It was a ball. I did not expect to have a ball like that. No, as a matter of fact, the place that they invited us, it was like a lot of white people and their dogs. I'm like, come on now. This was not the vibe. Like, it's giving John Lennon out here. I'm not <laughs> here for my birthday. And my cousins was like, let's go next door. And we found the space where we were the only ones there. We were drinking like margaritas, tequila. We had so much fun. Everybody was like, yeah, let's bring the party back to D house. And they like... It just everybody had the hookah. They had the bottles. <laughs> they, they had, had the, the ah ah ah. It was a movie. <laughs> it was on. You had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Sabria had some romance. <laughs> that was a, that was the most unexpected twist. In I fell in love. It was Sabria got a boyfriend there. Like it was like, huh? Everybody, it was, everybody was having fun. My cousin Kiki was like. <laughs> saying hey like it just got wow <laughs> so wow and i'm like next thing you know sunday it's 1 a.m we're on cecil b moore in north philly it's just a lot went down it was yeah, sabria got engaged period <laughs> <laughs> everybody was like huh but everybody was so happy it was like why well, stop the show 
final shout out to Whole Foods fucking cupcakes, man. Whoa, them cupcakes. Hey. I'm still thinking about them. I kind of want one for like a day where I'm being freaky. It was just funny because I was like, let's get ice cream and cake because like adults don't have that anymore. And that was the best part of the party when you're kids. So mm-hmm. the fact that it was a room full of people who were like thir- almost 30, 30 plus, like quiet as shit, sitting there eating their cake and ice cream. I knew it was a good move. And then um, and Jameer goes, I'm sorry, is this fucking jam in the middle of this cupcake? <laughs> Everybody was like, yeah, the jam is the best part. Like, it was so good. It and was like so good. my fellow sweetie is of sweet tooth person, Sean was just like these are fucking delicious. Like everybody was just like, yeah, absolutely. Mm, they were so frosting. good. Yo, them whole and usually Whole Foods cupcakes, like you know, they natural, so they don't be hitting like. But no, these were so sugary and good. Like ugh. they were so good. I was too far gone to take a picture, but just know. Oh, I was way too far gone. <laughs> I just, I literally just like was. I didn't even want to unwrap it. I just wanted to stuff it in my mouth and like pop. But like, I had to hit it wrapping. with the with the oat milk ice cream. I'm the oh. Mm. Yeah, you know that little filter thing on TikTok when the face turned into a horse. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I felt when I. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I transformed. It was so good, yo. It was just again best birthday. I won't say ever because I mean I've had some good birthdays, but definitely top three birthdays. One one for the books. You had to be there. (laughs) You had to fucking be there. It was really good time. Um. Thanks for bringing that up. Of course. I'm like, we can't move on without. I know. <laughs> like, I guess because I had such low expectations for this birthday. But, like, <laughs> you had to do the last year of the 20s. Like, let's just be like, you have to do it right. And it's a pandemic, by the way. So, work around it. <laughs> I think this was the best bir- the best thing I could have done. It really Given the circum- circumstance. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell y'all what I did? I am so like, used to being in school. So, okay. We're about to do phase four. And it's phase four, like, fall things why did i put four school year memories like i'm so used to school fall associating fall with school Mm. yeah you did do that i changed it but it didn't pop up on mine i'm i'm so used to school start like i'm like okay school starts and i have not been in school for like what six years six Six years. years oh my god I would say take me back, but that would be a lie. I don't want to yeah. go back. No. Um, but that's our favorite, our four favorites uh, school year memories. Fall activities. No, school year activities. We oh, changed school. Your... Oh, school year activities. Oh, yeah, back I... to school. We yeah. said we would do fall next week. Haha, <laughs> preview this next week's fave four. Oh my gosh. So, so four school yeah. year memories. Yeah, so, so four for me. Mem- okay, go ahead. My favorite thing, and I miss this, when um, you would see like back to school commercials and you would be like, oh, Kmart got the, you know, Kmart got the Route 66 <laughs> jeans. Like I want, like I had a pair of Route 66 jeans. They was my favorite. Um, I never had those. You never had Route 66 jeans? No. Yeah, they had them at Kmart. They had them um, when I was, they still had them in college. Um, rest in peace to the Kmart um and Astor Place in New York. Um, <laughs> I remember they had Route 66 jeans. And that's when I was smaller. And I was like, yo, I low-key want them. So, you yeah. also got to think about how tall I am. Um, you know, it was do years <laughs> or die for me with the jeans. 
I forgot, Yvonne. I really be thinking I'm on your level. No, yeah, so back to school commercials and like just getting your outfit ready for school. Like I remember, I think was it it was in high school where um I came back to school and my hair was dyed and I had like it was a it was dyed, it was a bob, and I remember I had these white earrings that I had like on this like dress shirt, and I just thought I was just it. I was like, I'm so fresh, like <laughs> Sabrina, you definitely was fresh in high school, I have to say. Even Thank before you. we were friends, I thought so. <laughs> Thank you. I, it's crazy because I really thought sometimes I looked dirty. What? Um, <laughs> hey, come on. I said, how many clothes does she have? <laughs> she has so many clothes. <laughs> the other thing, um, back to school memories is, I said memories, um, <laughs> back to school memories, is school supplies. You know that's number one. The smell of nothing beats a new box of Crayola crayons. The sixty-four pack. Every color the, you can imagine. The sixty-four pack, like not with the ro- no, sorry, like no rose art. The Crayola sixty-four pack. Yep, with the sharpener had, in the back. With the sharpener in the back, it had the skin tones. It had earth tones. Water tones, fire tones, pinks, blues, like it just was the 64 pack. And I just like I miss that. Like that kind of stuff. Like that is so superficial and vain for me. That stuff that because I always be like in my mind, I never say it. I'm like, I should just go back. I should get my master's or whatever. And honestly, I really want to do it for the school supplies. <laughs> but college school supplies are, first of all, they're not as much. They're actually way too expensive. They're so expensive. I literally had to, I had to, one of, me and my friend was just talking about this that I went to college with because we met up for dinner like two weeks ago. We literally had to have a MacBook to come to our school. Yeah. So they were like, you have to drop a thousand plus dollars that's your school supply. <laughs> and damn books, man. Every semester. Exactly. And $400, $600 for books. And sometimes, you know, you can get them used. I, yeah. I found ways around it. I would get digital books and stuff Yeah, like I got that. a digital book, but I don't know if your professor um, had a problem with it, but my professor... I had this one professor that hated digital books. That professor would have had to go to hell or pay for my books. I was just like, okay, like, this is all I can afford. Like, you're so mad that I'm using my iPad right now. You're so mad. I'm going to shout out one professor because I could not get my book until I got my refund check, but I didn't feel comfortable to ask. And mm-hmm. I, like, flopped the test, so he asked to meet with me. And I was like, the reason why I failed is because I don't have anything to study with. And he was like... Why didn't you tell me? And he went and he Xeroxed me copies of the book. And I was like, are you kidding me? He was like, don't ever do that again. Don't say anything. Don't ever not say anything. Can you and help? like a lot of people in um like college and stuff was not like that. No, they weren't. And that's why I didn't want to say anything. But I was like in his office trying not to cry. Also, it was astronomy. And when I tell you once he did that, I was like, oh, we're going to get these constellations together. <laughs> and I, and I, uh, I passed. I got to be, which is great for me because it's science. Yeah. Okay. So my third favorite thing is um, me. Oh, and it's funny because like we're going to talk about this a little bit later meeting new people so this is probably more geared towards this is like for me like college because i like 
once like in of course when I started high school I met new people but you know how like all right ninth grade you meet new people because that's your first year there but in 10th grade you don't it's usually some of the same people mm-hmm. but um it was exciting for me in college because truly in college you literally would meet like a whole different squad of people it would, yep every class every class every semester almost like that was used to be so fun to me um just being like who like who gonna be in my class like you know I was lifelong lifelong friendships in class like it's exactly I've gotten group projects with and I'm like yo I I never have felt so aligned with somebody like your ideas are so good like I know my girlfriend Meg she is a a mother a busy mother she's probably not listening but my girlfriend Meg I met that girl and we was like yo I love the way you work and we are still girlfriends to this day that is so decent yeah that's so wild like how because at first I was um and again we'll get into this later but like I had met a lot of people friends like through Facebook and stuff um which was I was like oh this is like very different um because everybody's class like had a Facebook group I think they still do that um but yeah we had that and um, then just meeting people. I remember like moving in. I was so excited, like texting people like, hey, I'm here, like blah, blah, blah whatever. Like that was just so fun, like meeting new people. Um, also, I don't know if this is considered, I mean, I guess it is considered back to school. I was going to say school trips. Oh, yeah. Like getting this. Okay. So I'm going to combine it too. Getting the syllabus, like that is so nerdy to get excited about, but getting the syllabus and seeing like what is to come in the class and then you see like a school trip like you going somewhere to me i don't wait did y'all do school trips in college uh no we didn't Uh, (laughs) i was like huh (laughs) we did in college (laughs) i guess because i went to school in new york um but we did school oh yeah i'm thinking about it it would have been so hard for you um i didn't know anybody did school trips in college but i guess it makes sense for like museums and artists yeah we went to the museum of natural history i still got pictures those some of my favorite pictures of myself me and my friend um we went it was a science class and we were at the museum of natural history and i remember it was in fall actually it was around this time because it was around fashion week so in my mind, I was like, oh, it's Fashion Week. I'm dressing up to go to the museum and the class trip because it's Fashion Week. Like, people are going to be out, like, in their best, like, whatever. And I, um, like, first of all, I was failing this class with flying colors. And I'm, like, taking all these pictures, like, just, like, <laughs> like, first of all, why would y'all put me, why would y'all make me take a science class when I'm a screenwriting major? Like, I don't care. Like, why would y'all make me do that? That was just so, they really wanted, I'm like, I hate when people are, I hope they change academia, but like, I hate when people try to make stuff. Like when, um, when Regina George said, stop trying to make fetch happen. That's what I felt like. What am I taking a science class for when I'm an artist? Yeah, I don't, I mean, it definitely was in the way when I had to take math and I haven't used math since. Um, I get that they want to make people like more quote unquote well-rounded, yeah. but it didn't make me more well-rounded. It didn't. <laughs> like, I could just say that. They, <laughs> they should have gave us, now. this is why I want to homeschool because they should have gave us class like, um, 
like for instance like how to like do financial stuff especially as artists like yeah. help us like you know how to finance projects how to get money how to get projects greenlit and stuff like that like if you want to do science and like writing grant exactly stuff excuse me stuff like that like get like they should have had us do that so i just was like i don't care but i passed the class with like a c i was like that's okay with me c's get degrees yep. but um yeah so i was class trips um i loved them um i feel like they were more fun in college because it was more freedom um and uh yeah it was more freedom and i did feel like i learned a lot one of my favorite class trips and it is was in the fall was when we went to a pumpkin patch and i've been holding huh? on it huh how's that fun ass trip <laughs> i know high school? was that high school no when i was in um i was i think i was in elementary school or middle school oh okay cool, cool. i thought you were saying college let's say now what the fuck y'all was learning at the pumpkin patch <laughs> no, in college? no no now i was about no. to get mad no in college we did fun shit like i'm thinking about it we went to go see a performance artist at this gallery um we went they made to- me go watch cabaret the play that was my theater one-on-one class <laughs> a dream off. for me i had to oh. get on the, the bus in the rain to that, go that's not fun that reminds me my first class trip it was when i was an orientation leader they took us we saw a broadway play for free wow oh yeah that's decent no, yeah so fine. stuff like that that was so fun to me i was like damn like no wonder why this school is so expensive no, that is. They was doing crazy shit. Oh my gosh, 20 minutes in. We're still on phase four. All right. I I'll go through mine. So phase four. Um packing school supplies was my fun was the funnest thing for me. Not just getting it, but packing it for me and my oh, brothers. Um 29. my mom is very fortunate. She had never had to pack my little brother's school supplies. She had never like I I don't know why that made me so excited as a kid, but like I like to like I would be like, I'm not putting all the pencils in your bags because y'all gonna lose them. And then you're gonna need some, October, November gonna come, you ain't gonna have no pencils. So I would start them off with like three pencils. Like I would be like, here's your ruler. Here's like, you know, the pencil case. It would have like two pens, three pencils, um, an eraser. So yeah, I would like really like put it out there and it was fun because we were all different age groups like we literally had a kid in elementary school a kid in middle school and then me in high school so me and my brother would need like a protractor and a ruler but then my youngest brother he would just need like pencils and crayons and like composition books and then i would need like a binder with the dividers oh my god i love dividers loved highlighters loved do you all have that. an agenda um, I never have been good at planners and agendas. Like they're just not for me. I'm better at lists. Like I can make a list and I will remember that. But planners and agenda, I don't know why my brain it just don't work for me. We had to have an agenda book. Like they had our school name and stuff on it. I think they might have given me one, but if I used it, that was that was completely different. Like I tried to use them. One thing I did really like once I got into college, actually high school, OneNote. Like I use OneNote to study. Sometimes like, uh-huh. I would just write notes in a paper book and then when it was time for like a test review i would take the notes from the book and put it in one note so i can study it in a super organized way so that i love school supplies um i also love the back to school look like i love it it don't matter if college what you want to start the semester fresh and first for me it was all about the braids like my mom's like you are getting braids you are getting k-swiss like that's just what it is like you're going to get some k you're going to get some new balance like i love that 
whole process um, of just getting like your uniform, the sneakers, getting your hair done, getting new glasses and really being fresh for back to school. I always wore uniform, mm -hmm. um, but it was nice when I got to college and I get to reinvent myself every school year. Being at DSW with your mom <laughs> the day before. See, for me, it was like Foot Locker. <laughs> or foot or foot locker i was yeah. always a foot locker because my, my mom like i did always like get some like little flats or mary janes but my grandma would just get those on her jc penny card and be like here you are but <laughs> most most of the time like i was like you're going to get two pairs of new balance like and you'll get that's wild to think that when you were a kid you had like school sneakers and then you had to take them off when you came home and put like play sneakers on i don't know if you had to do that <laughs> yeah no i definitely had to do that because one thing i did i would be dick in some shoes okay? my mom would get so mad she's like put your play sneakers on as soon as you get home you gotta take your sneakers off damn i wonder do on. kids do that now i don't feel like they do that i feel like, yeah, they, I feel like they don't play I feel like they also have an assortment of sneakers. Like when we were kids, like I just didn't have, it's not the end of that day full poor either. It was like, <laughs> you just have a few pairs of shoes. Like you don't need that many. Yeah, true. But yeah, but now, but when, by the time I got to high school, I started getting like a lot of shoes. It was like crazy. Um, this I love syllabus week too. I love when different teachers set the tone. Because mm -hmm. you know, I love rules. I'm like, what's the rules? What's, what's, what's going on here? And I would like when the teacher is just like, listen, participation is 20% of your grade. I'm like, all right, bet. Like, I got it. Or some teachers were a little bit more, like, easygoing. I like the icebreakers with the class. Like, when you... And I know it's sad because I could sense the, the students who thought they were too cool for icebreakers or maybe they were a little I bit... I hated weird. that because I love me an icebreaker, okay? My thing is, why is you here? Am I making a stallion voice? Like, why is you here? Like, you should be here to learn, to break the fucking ice. And that's what you, you, you paying for this shit, especially in college. So if you want to be the fuck cool, then why, then you need to get out of here. But I'm going to have fun because I'm going to be paying for this education for who knows how long. So Right? That me... was so corny to me. People like that? Like, yeah. I'm like, y'all, y'all really think you're cool. Where are they now is the real question. Um, back to school snacks too. Like this was really, really important for college. Like right before my mom dropped me off to school, we would go to like Trader Joe's or Walmart and she would load me down on snacks. Yes. And, oh, that was the best. That was the that best. big bag of Doritos in the closet. <laughs> the this is what i really got into easy mac it was against my mom's like she hated it but i loved easy oh mac yeah i had some too because my mom didn't like it either or ramen noodles and i was when i said did that happen to you too iman you got hooked on yeah, ramen noodles i got hooked on ramen noodles i got hooked on cup of noodles all the things i couldn't have when before like you know growing up i got hooked on fruity pebbles i got hooked on yo play yogurt yep same hot I was pockets a oh my fool. god i went crazy that's why my freshman 15 was a freshman 50 because <laughs> i started eating all the shit that my mom didn't allow me to have i was like eating jello same. Uh, birthday cake ice cream in the I cafeteria had crepes. Yeah, I was just doing everything that I couldn't eat before. I was eating all of that, especially when I... So my first school was in the sticks. And when I tell y'all the calf, the cafeteria was fucking undefeated. I don't know. It's because they knew we was away from home. They was like, all right, the least we could do is give them some food because it was in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I gained so much weight there. The pizza was so good. Oh my God, the pizza was amazing. 
So yeah, I miss the snacks. And even before I went to college, like my mom would just load up on like fruit cups and stuff. And I'm like, damn, she was slacking all summer. Now all of a sudden <laughs> she, she want to have all these snacks. So yeah, it was good. Shouts to um the people going back to school or thinking about it, all of those things. So now it's time to toast for a sis. This week we want to toast to Ashley Devana, um, friend of Black Girl Brunch. We got to get you on here, girl. Like seriously, we have to yes, get you on the show. Honestly, please. But check her out on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Ashley Devana. You can also check out her YouTube channel at Ashley Devana. Me, Sabria, um, watches her all the time and re and she recently put her on while we were at my apartment we just was watching her literally for hours yes um and it's just so wholesome like this is a woman who is working out who is beautiful who is always giving the tea on like different looks her makeup her hair um for waxes this is a woman who's close to her father and just such just that representation that i wanted to see so mm -hmm. i think that like just overall wholesome black woman lifestyle material like come on and she spills the tea on like brand information and stuff like that like you just please please check her out if you haven't already yes and she inspired me to like hit my trainer back up because I was training before and I'm like you know what let me hit my trainer back up because like the way she worked with her trainer I just love it so I'm like you know let me hit mine back up Yes, so please give her a follow. Um, also, we wanted to give a shout out to our mutual, our friend, a writer, um, Safi. Like we're so just, I'm just so happy that we were able to connect. I don't even understand like the formation, the true formation of our like friendship. Well, she's know. friends with Shamir. I so know. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I, she, I think she found us through Shamir. Okay, awesome. So Safi is a writer, um, an artist, and you can follow her on Twitter at Safi. Halan Fatah, if you have any questions, you can just hit us up. I'm sure I retweeted her recently and you can like find her there, but it's just really nice. We like DM each other, always um, send a positive vibes and inspiration. Yeah, she sent me a book I should read. She sent me the book too. Yeah, yeah. she sent me the book as well. I'm like, when people like, send, like when people send you stuff like that, I'm just like, you really care. You care about me. Yeah, you care about my growth. You you want to nurture me. You want me to continue to grow. And also, like, she offered this free um, workshop not too long ago that I attended on how to write um, and get your work picked up by, like, different publications. And the tips were really, really great. And I haven't actually tried to like pitch anything to a publication yet but I was writing a lot in my last job and I felt like a lot of her tips helped me there so I really appreciate people who want to give information for free like not a lot of people want to do that especially mm -hmm. people like her who have been writing for like Box and like Teen Vogue and all these she's being quoted in these huge publications and she's still like oh let me see what I can how I can help other people who are like it's trying to come humble. Up. like come on now love that love who's that doing energy. it like her who's doing it like her so shouts to our girl um also we want to give a shout out to everyone who's trying their best yeah Toast <laughs> to you because it ain't easy it ain't easy uh tea time let's get into it so oh apparently hopefully it's real this time baby girl is coming to spotify Aaliyah is supposed to be coming to Spotify. Um, the first one of her albums is supposed to drop uh, 
August, when is it? August 20th, mm -hmm. I'm reading. Uh, so and on one days. in a million. So yeah, one in a million is allegedly, and Spotify retweeted it at this point. So this does seem like the realest it has been so yes. far. Um, there have been billboards uh, popping up saying that Aaliyah's coming and, you know, it's, it's still hard to believe, especially after her uncle said that her, her music would be available on her birthday. Like, I don't know why he it pulled was, the trigger. It, that was like two years ago. That was literally two years ago. I and it was sickening. Like, why would you even say, like, come on now, you know when things are confirmed. You know when things are surefire. That's you so know when, messy to that's me. That's so messy. And it's just like, I'm so sick and tired of the people around her trying making her legacy so chaotic because she just didn't seem like that type of person. She but it's, didn't. It's like, why is this being associated with Aaliyah? Like all this messiness. And also like, where were these people protecting her from? Never mind. But mm -hmm. anyway, um, I kind of believe it now because um, I was saying earlier off the mic that I had, I don't know if y'all saw, but um black brown music had released um the her vinyl and like cd and it was like a t-shirt pack um i pre-ordered that it's kind of annoying because it's not coming until next year yeah. and i'm like excuse me i'm like y'all was holding all this y'all was holding all this away from us and it won't be available till next year y'all should have it available because y'all keeping it to yourselves for, for over two, two decades come yeah. on <laughs> so how y'all had this stuff ready to ship out <laughs> literally been two decades um and like i wasn't really thinking about this but the only so let, let me just pump the brakes for a second one in a million should is supposedly going to release mm -hmm. on august 20th Aaliyah self-titled on september 10th and apparently i care for you and ultimate Aaliyah on october 8th mm -hmm. uh so it's just so much going on it's messy um but i was just reading this um article from slate and i was reading it with sabria earlier and it was mentioning that it's so sad that the only Aaliyah album that was ready um or readily available and streaming was the the one age ain't nothing but a number mm -hmm. uh and we know who was behind that yeah are you know our smelly mm -hmm. so he was sitting up there profiting off of us just trying to get a little taste of a lead it's just like come on now why is this so much dirtiness again surrounding someone who has given so much to the culture right like, i'm annoyed and then Aaliyah's family or the Aaliyah estate um wrote a message like um you know we hear you uh but this is you know pretty much saying that this release is going against their better wishes and it's just like well what do, what do y'all want you know what i mean like what do, yeah what, i don't, I don't get it because what apparently the the record label uh according to them black ground records they're saying that they're willing to provide the estate with whatever like you know money that they would need so yeah. it's like well then why do you just want to keep the music away from us it's, it's now what i'm starting to feel and i don't really want to like you know point my shake my finger at the family um because i know that while she was the icon to us she was a loved one to them but it's like once you have a family member that's that big and that much of an icon she does not just belong to y'all you know, exactly. she just does not, she don't just, and besides, it's like everything that Aaliyah is giving you guys is because she got from us, the fans, the listens, the streams, the, the buying the CDs back in the day. Like, who did that? 
the fans exactly we made her who she was and we made you know her legacy what i don't get is the more y'all hold back the more that like for instance that Aaliyah movie was terrible and it mainly it was terrible it was terrible for a lot of reasons but what really made it horrible is the fact that they weren't allowed to use any of her music yeah exactly it's like come on no i've never seen any other person who has passed away with this many restrictions surrounding their music exactly and the thing is the the movie could have been better because like it might be a director who's actually capable of making a good making her story like wanting to do the story but they're like how can i do the story when i don't have the right i can't you know use her music yeah, it's just, it's getting old. Um, I guess we have to just wait to see what'll happen. Yeah, it's three days, so we'll see. And I and have you, Spotify. And, and, and I'll I'll be ready. I'll be ready <laughs> to talk next. That's all I got to say is I'll be ready. Um, <laughs> so apparently, Dr. Dre's daughter launched a 50K GoFundMe because she says she's homeless and she's delivering DoorDash. Yes, that Dr. Dre. Beats by Dre, Dr. Dre. Billionaire Dr. Dre. Hip-hop's first billionaire, Dr. Dr. Dre. So the 38-year-old woman claimed that she's been living in her car and hasn't heard from Dr. Dre in 18 years. She says that she can only speak to him through his attorneys. To make ends meet, she has been committed to a variety of gigs. Um, she says, I've been working in a warehouse and doing Uber Eats and DoorDash. My kids are staying with friends. They are not living in the car. It's just me. I'm taking odd jobs just to make it now. I got paid $15 an hour as an assembler at the warehouse. I'm trying to keep my head above water. I've been in debt for a while. How does that happen? How does that happen? That is disgusting. And like whatever beef you had with her mother... Don't take that out on her because that's probably what it is. It's just as simple as that. And I couldn't believe it. You know, it's just so many, some, some black people, I'm not even going to lie to you. I just want to tell them, like, just go back to the plantation because they have such slave mentalities when it comes to, like, you know, taking care of the family and, oh, no, that's, you know, that's their responsibility. They're an adult now. It's like, no way do you do that to your child. And I, exactly, I do. I feel like you that's don't. a slave mentality. It is. To you believe to... that you, oh, well, you got to work to be loved. No, you don't. You simply are my child. And even if I don't agree with you, I don't care what you do. You will never be on the streets. You know what I mean? You, exactly. you may not be a millionaire, but you you may not have a mansion because that I do believe you should be working for, especially if you're not trying or anything like that. But this, come on now. There's no way in the world that somebody who is who is circulating this many gigs is not trying because working and assembling things in a warehouse and doing DoorDash, that's not easy. That's not simple. Exactly. And my thing is you're supposed to set your children up for success. You're supposed to set them up for success and set like, first of all, you're not supposed to be, and you're not supposed to be beefing with your child. You're not supposed to be beefing with your child. And it's just like, look, 50 K is what her GoFundMe is for. Dr. Dre could sneeze and 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 drop fifty k out his pocket and wouldn't know notice the difference. And the fact that she is only asking for fifty k, I feel like that's very like she like is like not even thinking like you know to get more. 
It's just sad. It's just sad to me. And I can't believe that it was a debate like, oh, yeah, well, she's 30 something years old, so she should be able to take care of herself. First of all, life is hard as fuck right now. And there's no age limit on uh, poverty. There's no age limit on um, experiencing homelessness. Like, as a matter of fact, once you become 38, you start to run out of people, you know, people to turn to. People are more understanding if you have a oops when you're 28, when you're 18 years old. But mm -hmm. when you're 38, like it's not nobody else really to turn to other than your parents. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to rethink having children if they think that age has anything to do with their yes, responsibility. Rethink pa parenting because people are like, oh, 18, you on your own now. Like, no, you're no. not. You're That's yours. That's exactly. your child. And you know what's so funny to me? People love to be controlling and obsessed with their children's decisions when it comes to things, in my opinion, that are a little bit more superficial, like how their child decides to live their life, like well, who you know who they decide to date, how they decide to appear in the world. Like people feel so invested in that. But when it comes to money and stuff like that, a lot of people are like, oh no no no, once you become eighteen, that's that's your business. Mm -hmm. So keep it that way. If you really, really feel that way, keep you know, but energy. no, people want to be like, well, when you having kids, when you do this and the other, oh no, she grown, she 18, she nine. And I'm just so thankful that, you know, even though my parents don't give me everything I need, they are always like, no, be behind you if you fall because you're our child. And you're mine. to be here. And, and, and like, I, I just, not to be possessive, but when you bring a human into the world, they're, that's your baby. That's who mm -hmm. you created. No matter how old they are, you should think about them being that baby, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have to, I've been put on earth to protect you until I can't no longer do it mm -hmm. anymore. Until I'm not in my right mind. And then the tables have to turn and you have to do it for me. But people just don't look at parenting that way. And I, but please, please, please don't have no babies because stop putting them on, on earth to be warriors. Stop. Because life's going to be, it's hard enough. It. Jesus Christ. That's the, disgusting. Yeah, people do kind of think about people. Do, I never thought about that. People really be wanting their kids to be warriors. When you kick, like, and you kick your 18, because a, a lot of people do that, like, kick their kids out when they turn 18. Mm -hmm. and it's like, you kick, so you're, you don't care, like, what happens to them when you do that. And they, they want their child to be able to take on all these mountains and shit like this, but they scared to take, stand up stand up <laughs> to their boss and ask for some more PTO time after working somewhere for 20 years. But it's like, yeah, yeah, I want my child to be a mighty morphin power ranger, take on the world. You know, whatever comes your way, you got to stand in it. But you too scared to, you know, you know, ask for a raise. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not Dr. Dre, I'm sure, but you know, a lot of people who are not billionaires <laughs> be having that same mentality. It's disgusting. Gross. Um, our girl has given us so much these last few weeks. Um, Beyonce, she's got some new Ivy Park, Ivy Park Rodeo, which is so cool. Um, by the way, update, I did get my first Ivy Park piece. I got the yeah. swimsuit. Did you wear this you wore the swimsuit to the pool? I'm going to wear it to the pool. I haven't worn it yet. Oh, I haven't gone to the pool yet, but... Oh, I thought you went to the pool. I didn't go to the pool. I got to oh. do something. You know, it's just not as easy being a grown woman going <laughs> to the pool because you got to be like, is everything shaved? Is everything... Oh, I'm yet? always bald, so... <laughs> Yeah, some of us are just like out here living the natural life. You gotta think about that. 
Um, and then you gotta exfoliate. You gotta make sure your hair is in the right position. Like I don't have braids no more. So oh, I like, forgot Damn. you don't. Yeah, your so hairstyle like, change in a blink of an eye. <laughs> I really. It really do. It really do. So I'm like, ah, it has to be like perfect. It has to be perfect. So um, but yeah, uh, Ivy Park Rodeo is coming out, and um, it's it's such a fun collection, especially since um, you know, our girl's from Houston and she's mm-hmm. always playing homage. Do have questions about why Megan and Stallion wasn't involved, but I'm sure I know was I was literally thinking about that. I feel like it probably was a conflict of it- Me too. interest. I don't, I don't, I not interest. A, a, like time, time yeah I think so I think it was a scheduling thing mm-hmm. because like I just feel like this is come on they had to think of it first mm-hmm. but it's just so complicated trying to like do partnerships and stuff like that but I'm like what whatever you know they'll they'll partner um again at some point but in addition to like dropping the Ivy Park Rodeo she also uh, covered the September icon issue of Harper's Bazaar, as she fucking should. Yes. She has three separate covers, um, all giving like um, all paying homage to a Houston and <coughs> the cowgirl and rodeo, and she even featured some Ivy Park, and she discussed some really cool things like you know what she wishes for her forties. And I know this sounds crazy, but watching other women age so beautifully and gracefully and show you that life doesn't stop being sexy don't stop you know you just get older and better it's such a gift because i'm not gonna lie aging is scary it's Mm. Mm. yourself go from what you have been so familiar with which is being a kid to being a woman in such like a like a snap of a finger Mm -hmm. and just wondering like would you be perceived differently but like there's something about me watching like Beyonce and Kelly Rowland and Holly Berry and Angela Bassett Viola Davis just Lupita Nyong'o just really really take on more as they get older it just reminds me that like life don't stop unless you stop no matter mm-hmm. what age you are. Yeah, that's very true. And she looks so good. Amazing. Um, I love the color choices. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't have went with, um, like, because she all ivy park is always like a different there's like always a different color scheme. Yes. Like, it just was orange. And, like, this one is, like, blue. And there's some, like, I don't know why. I want to say periwinkle. Is that color periwinkle? Um, I know there's like a peachy new color. Peachy new color, and it's like this like lavender, like light lavender. I know what you're talking um, about. Yeah, color with the brown. Yeah. Yeah. So I really love um the colors in it, and I love that she. I feel like she now is like really getting into um Ivy Park more, like um with the styling and things like that. Because I feel like like the first. I remember when the first collection came out, and it was like a wow. So other stuff came out and then I feel I just feel like it's elevating. And I it's it. elevating and it's like shouts to that Adidas partnership because Ivy Park was like kind of oh cool nice like Beyonce has the line but like that Adidas partnership is what made this shit like yeah wow, we and gotta I, have it we gotta have it exactly and I like Adidas a lot yeah me too me too it's definitely one of my favorite brands um so it was that was just a smart move to collaborate with adidas um and she talked about how like you know being 40 um and what her wishes are for her next decade because she turns 40 this year she said my wish for my 40s is to be fun and full of freedom and she promised that new music is coming she mentioned what she was doing through um 
the quarantine. She said she was creating positive rituals, drawing from past generations and putting my own spin on things. She also had been enjoying the benefits of CBD and honey. Uh, CBD meaning... meaning THC. Marijuana? I That's feel okay. like... Yeah, I feel like she didn't want to say THC. I feel like she wanted to be like, I don't be out here like that. I'm I think she here. was keeping it clean for Miss Tina because that's what I tell mm-hmm. my mom sometimes. I think it's just CBD. Um, she said that one of her most satisfying moments as a mom was uh, that she found blue ivy one day soaking in the bathtub <laughs> with her eyes closed using a blend of something that she made. And I just love that for blue ivy because, you know, blue ivy wasn't in a regular tub. Like she was in the joint with the jets. You know what I mean? It's she so probably cute. Did. Like I'm just thinking about it. My mom, like it's just so cute. Like <laughs> seeing a kid, you do know she like had that. a Nita Baker plan. She had the, <laughs> the dimmers on. Like she was just like decompressing after a long day of running Beyonce's. That's so business. cute. Also, it's so wild that Beyonce is like 40. Like she's going to be 40 um, next month. Like that's so wild to think about. Like she's. <laughs> She's really 10 years older than us. I know, I know. And also, like, sometimes I think about, like, what she was doing when she was my age. And I look at her and I'm like, she just always seemed like such a woman, like, her whole life. Yeah, right. I'm like, I can't wait to be, like, I can't wait to stand in my womanhood. Yeah, because me, I be looking in the mirror sometimes. I'm like, I still look 14. Like, I need (laughs) to get it together, like, and own it, just own it more. But she yeah, has owned it. But I see you like that. Like sometimes I get a glimpse and I'm like, yeah, she's a woman. Wow, really? Yeah. That makes me so happy. Because <laughs> I'll be like, I guess I had this today I look like Pepper Ann. <laughs> I was like, who are you telling? I'm the one with the Mickey Mouse Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I guess we are like we are that forever forever youthful type of time, like Mariah Carey, like it's the opposite. When I look at her when she was 30, I'm like, yo, I thought back in the day, Mariah Carey was like 24 here, but <laughs> yeah. she was actually like 33 or something. So it's just, you know, different ways to um, channel your youth and mm-hmm. different ways to ch- channel your grown womanness. But love Beyonce. Not a surprise. Um, I hope I can get some of that Ivy Park, but highly unlikely. That's awesome. Right, please. It's coming out in two days. It's to hell with that dream. <laughs> <laughs> I already tossed it up. <laughs> Unless um I somehow like win the lottery or we get a, we get a resale. Like a that's that's what I'm thinking. Or a PR box, Beyonce. If you're listening, can you please send it to our new PO box? It's in our Instagram mm-hmm. bio. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So Missy Elliott is next on the list because honestly, I just <laughs> wish we could just have a Missy Elliott segment, like so we can make sure we talk about her every. Um, episode, but so it was recently. She's such been, a legend, like she's such a humble legend. Always talking to us on Twitter, like always letting us know what's going on. It's just like honestly, I be seeing her in the comments and some stuff. I be like, me what? Me too. Me too. And it's always something positive. Like it's always something positive. Man, I love Missy so much. I definitely feel like um, she, somebody I know from my old neighborhood. Like I feel like she was definitely <laughs> at the cookouts. I feel like she's at the cookhouse, and I feel like she's real proud of me. 
I feel like Missy real proud of me. So Missy, um, apparently Lil' Camberville, that she was behind that iconic purple one titty out VMA look. So Lil' Kim said that she was notoriously known for having nip slips like all the time to the point <laughs> I can where, definitely believe it. Yeah. And again, I understand like we've all been there. Like she's known <laughs> for like. A, we have? You haven't had a nip slip? Not really. What, Sabria? You have had to have a nip slip. I always had one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time a wave hit me and then my. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a nip slip. I have them all the time, no, especially I... <laughs> in the pool. I have them all the time when I'm in the pool. <laughs> yeah, not me. I always have stuff up on my shoulders. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I don't know who I'm talking about. You always be wearing like corsets from fucking Marie Antoinette ass corsets. <laughs> You be wearing the corsets where somebody got to pull them from the back. And then me, I be going braless a lot. Uh um, That don't stop me from moving around a lot. (laughs) It's so, it's always wild when the person, somebody who's telling me I have a nip slip is like more concerned than I am. (laughs) Yeah, you was not. When we was in that pool, I was like, oh, titty. (laughs) I said, oh my bad. (laughs) But um yeah, that's something me and Lil' Kim share in common because she also has a bunch of nip slips and Missy Elliott just like jokingly said that she should just won't just wear one out. Like she should just wear it out. <laughs> and Lil' Kim said her stylist at the time, which is uh, her name is Misa Halton. She's actually uh shares a child a child with Diddy, Justin, his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, Lil' Kim's stylist at the time. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, let's do that. Like, let's make a look with one boob out with the pasty covering, like, the nipple. And it just so happened that the stylist made Lil' Kim's wig lavender by accident. But they were like, let's roll with it. And voila, one of the most iconic looks of all time. Exactly. Sometimes it might seem crazy. Hear me out. Amazing wild. You just gotta roll with it. <laughs> you just gotta roll with it. And I, like Lil' Kim definitely was with the shits. Like she owned nobody else could have owned that look the way she did. Remember mm-hmm. when Diana Ross gave her like titty like a little jiggle? <laughs> yeah. I was, that was oh, the most shocking thing of it all. That was so shocking to me as a little kid. I'm like, first of all, this woman already on the TV with her titty out. I don't know if I could um she's like, I'm like, change the channel, mom. I know that everybody around me, like in my family, because they definitely, you know, I come from a family of slut shamers and (laughs) (laughs) they was like, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I was like, I think she looks great. (laughs) Yeah. I always thought she looked cute. Yeah. I loved it. And um, all the stir from back (laughs) in the day, um, it's like y'all would die. They would have died if they seen how the girls was dressing now. Right. Because it really wasn't that bad. Like now if somebody did that, it'd be like, okay. Yeah, like, I'm just thinking about that outfit that Maddie wore on Euphoria at the carnival. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about Lizzo's, like, assless chaps um, that she wore to the game. Oh, yeah. People was like, it was children there. (laughs) (laughs) That's people's favorite thing to say. I'm like, okay. But look, the cheerleaders got literally, like, a thongs on jumping up and down. But it's like, Hello? (laughs) People are so, dare I say, stupid. (laughs) Like, Hello? They are so dumb. Like they really don't critically think like like all this going around. They just like, I just know that this fat person makes me uncomfortable. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Um Mariah Carey 
is she's leaning into them Irish roots and the black roots. So Mariah Carey has announced her new alcohol brand, Black Irish. It's a line of Irish cream liquor. Okay. So that was is, so smart. Yeah. It was really, really smart because also like, the name provocative. Yep, gets the people going. Um, Black Irish um, is is going to be coming out soon. You gotta see the promo picture. It has <laughs> nothing to do with the bottle. I love it. It's also, her, there's a butterfly incorporated in the emblem. As it fucking should. Um, it's like the bottle <laughs> and the sand, which um, I guess you know I- Ireland. It could be. It's like a coastal place. You know, has some coastal vibes. She's in a champagne shimmery gown, just laying across the beach with the bottle right in front of her. And honestly. That's all I need. Perfect advertisement. It's so Mariah Carey. It's so funny. It's just a bottle and her, and that's all you need. Um, it comes in three flavors. I do not think that this is vegan, unfortunately. Um, we'll see. But if it's an Irish cream, come on. More than likely, it's not. Yeah. But it comes in original, white chocolate, and salted caramel. That salted and caramel sounds so good. A lot of people were saying, like, this is the cut. This is the magazine that, like, I learned all this from. They were like, dang, we thought that she was going to have, like, a wine. Like, always be my Bordeaux or diamond-encrusted bottle of champagne. <laughs> That's what we expect. But if you think about the holiday season, like, you can mix, like, an Irish cream with your, like, with your hot chocolate, mm-hmm. with your eggnog. Yeah, so it's like, yo, that's really smart. So <laughs> it's, this is going to be incorporated with, uh, you know, all I want for Christmas um, time of year because y'all know that's when things get real for Mariah Carey. So mm-hmm. I'm like, this, is, like you said, it just was genius. It just was it genius. It was. Like when I saw the name, I was like. Oh, that's and how it was. Yeah, she literally has an Irish Catholic mother and a black dad. So this is amazing. Is. She said that this is two years in the making. It's been two years since she's been formally dating this. Um, you can learn more on the Instagram page at Go Black Irish. <laughs> Love her. Her, her mind. Absolutely amazing. Um, let's get in to the sunken place. So I just said that we were going to talk about the Lizzo hate a little bit more. Now's the time to do it. So here's the thing. Lizzo dropped a new song with Cardi B um, called uh, Rumor. I had a moment to listen to the song a little bit. Super cute. Like somebody said, it's going to be played in a lot of commercials. She's going to make some money off of it. And yeah, I'm always, no matter what, how the song performs, I can honestly say I want, I just don't like people talking about Lizzo. I just don't like people talking about Lizzo because I know that it's rooted in her blackness. It's rooted in her security with her weight and her body. Mm -hmm. It's rooted in fat phobia, which is everyone's problem that people think that they can do that and decide someone's health simply based on their size. Um, And it's flat out just mean and bullying. People just cannot stand confident people who don't look like what they think that they should look like. Especially confident black women. Yeah, especially confident black women. And it's just like... um, they talk. They were talking uh, about her weight and just saying all these different things. People were even bringing up the mammy trope. That to me was the that most was wild. Whoa, whoa. that mammy. was wild. I'm just and, and Lizzo absolutely shut this down in the video where she was like, "The first of all, 
The Mammy trope. Do y'all know what the fuck a Mammy is? There's nothing sexy about the Mammy. You know, that black woman who, you know, was happy to take care of the kids no matter how life, how hard life was, you know, she just keeps a praying. That is the Mammy trope. Florida Evans, <laughs> someone who we all been mammy like, yeah. down. She was the she was the main mammy, okay? <laughs> Man, mammy down to the socks. That was yeah, mammy, that was insane that, that they said was, that. Like I just like just saying and the song wasn't even out for twenty four hours, and some you could always count on a light skin. Yeah, to talk about the goddamn mammy trope. Like y'all just wanted to say the trope so bad that you 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 messed it up. That's this is not the mammy trope. She was completely desexualized. She was there was nothing womanly about that. They took all her feminism away because the whole purpose of a mammy was to serve a white family. Exactly. Also, like people were saying, y'all eat up Bruno Mars. And Bruno Mars be they make the same music version. Like now. um like Fury said when Bruno Mars make that Jerome Rome music. Exactly. We make that Jerome Y'all don't care. Nope. Long as Y'all be eating something. it up. Y'all be like, slide, now ride. Now glide, now ride. They be wearing the satin shorts. Um now, hold up. now go. Jump back now. That's how y'all be. Taking the comb out their pocket, combing their hair. Listen. I like when people do make the music that they like to make. And guess what? If I don't want to hear it, I don't listen to it. Exactly. But I will, like, the, just the anger and the talking about her weight and just saying this and the other, all while, all this, this, again, this is what I meant about people being dumb. Um, Sweetie has a McDonald's meal right now, the Sweetie meal, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody, is one this I was to consider this a successful partnership because there's a whole <laughs> meme going around right now where everybody's like giving McDonald's all these all this free play like you know um hey this is some like insert Chloe and Holly lyric um one, would you like the Chloe and Holly meal? Let me take your yeah, order. Yeah. Something like that going on, right? So it's all these different people. And it's fun, right? It's funny. But never forget, McDonald's is unhealthy. It's terrible. Yeah, like, it's we've known that. Disgusting. It but is Sweetie horrific. is allowed to just have this meal, to eat like shit. And it's funny. It's cute because she's small. She's thin. She's, you know, and I'm sure she has some surgical help to get her that beautiful body that she has now, right? So it's like, oh, so it's okay to eat unhealthy as long as you look a certain way. Yep, but it's exactly. not okay to be Lizzo, someone who we know can probably can dance, who has stamina, someone who's always like showing herself doing yoga always showing herself doing different things and i just don't think that lizzo is that big for people to be this mad like yeah you know I mean? that's another thing because i'm like honestly if i would have seen like if lizzo showed up to zumba class and kept up i wouldn't be surprised i'm like okay cool yeah like Same, she literally is like the average looking woman like i know a lot of y'all a lot of y'all moms probably bigger than her Oh, they not only are they bigger, but they out of shape too. But you they know, out of shape. they off limits for whatever reason. And they eat at shop right. 
Yeah, like y'all nieces are off limits. Y'all sisters are off limits, but it's okay to all no, these let's pe- get them the same treatment. Yeah, and it's just like a lot of people talking. I'm like, okay, but you don't look like fucking um the Terminator. Like you're not shaped like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> exactly. So I don't it's never why it's, you <sighs> it's always the same it's always the same type of people. Like y'all look like shit, y'all eat like shit. Yeah, and most importantly, nobody would ever say anything. Like, you're unnoticeable. Like, nobody would say anything to you on the street. So you want to make yourself feel good. You want to make yourself feel seen by bringing somebody else down. And it's just not right. Like, I'm so sick and tired of it. And also, you when you're saying shit like that, everybody knows somebody who isn't small. Everybody mm-hmm. knows somebody who is on the heavier side. They have to watch that. And you need to think about how you're making the people in your life feel. It exactly. is not your job to motivate people to lose weight. It is not your your job to do that people do it when they're ready to do it I, exactly. I i i decided to lose weight not because i didn't like how i looked but because i had goals that's all i exactly. had goals and like i saw like this like tweet going around and like usually stuff don't bother me but like for some reason this bothered me like real bad um it was like would you rather spend 200 would you rather pick up a woman that weighed 200 pounds or would you spend 200 dollars on a date and people was like, oh, I'd rather spend $200 on a date and stuff like that. First of all, somebody was talking about this earlier that people, like in particular men, want women to be, want to have big boobs, a BBL butt, and a snatch waist and weigh 130. Like, first of all, a lot of y'all are stupid and you don't understand how weight works. For me, my smallest, I was 180 and I looked like I was skinny Mm -hmm. I was very small I had you could see my collarbone everything but I was 180 and then the other time I lost weight and I was small but I was like I liked the way I looked because I was like I still was like thick and smaller I was 190 so I was pushing 200 so I'm like y'all don't you think in your mind oh I think this person is pretty so they weigh 130 like what like what are you talking about what kind of logic is that so I don't know if I told you this recently, but um, I was at one of my jobs and this guy said something about, so it was this like bigger woman, like I would say she probably 16, 18, whatever. I thought she looked great. Um, she had like something short on and this gay guy said something like, um, you know, she should not be trying to like squeeze into a size, you know, this and the other oh, yeah, size six if she's a size 12, you know? And I was like, well, I'm a size 12. Um, and like, why are you making it like size 12 is so big and so bad? And even if she's more than that, like what's wrong with that? And he was like, oh, well, I didn't know. And it's like, okay, cool. The reason why I brought up that he was gay is because just because you're a gay man doesn't give you the right now to comment on a woman's body because I can say, I can feel that sometimes. Like if you don't know what, you don't know our sizing, you don't know what's going on and that still hurts coming from you. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a man and now I'm sitting here looking you in the eye like I am a size 12 um what he's like oh I thought you were like a size six or eight and I'm like because you don't know anything exactly. about a woman's body so you should be quiet you should be quiet you should really be silent because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and that's the thing Lizzo is a tall woman I 
I never forget when we was watching her perform at Made in America, Jarrell was like, she's giving these skinny bitches a run for their money. Because <laughs> the way she was moving and dancing and shaking, who else be giving them a run for their money? Megan Thee Stallion, who is not a small girl. She's very thick. She's very yeah, tall. Yeah, because people thought... um. That Megan Thee Stallion was like 140 or something. I'm not, are y'all kidding me? Baby, let me tell you. I know me. she, I know she like 190. And yeah. I can say that. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm, it was this one, um, uh, fitness influencer. Um, <laughs> she was like over, I'm laughing because you won't follow her for a funny reason, but <laughs> she was over six feet tall and she was really coining the term like 200 plus. And I'm so happy she did that because like as a tall woman, like I always weighed more than other girls and there was no doctor, no family member, nobody telling me when I grew up that that made sense for my height. Everybody was like, damn, like, you know what I mean? They weren't like, oh yeah, girl, like that, that makes sense. You would probably not look the same if you were one, like a lot of my friends was like literally in a one thirties and I was nowhere near that. And I was like, I need to get to that. I need to get to that. I need to get to that. But it's just the way we make women feel about their bodies is insane. It is absolutely insane. And then it sucks because when women go get surgery because people make them feel like shit, then mm -hmm. it's like, what we do to Summer Walker? Oh, you're crazy. You're insane. Lil' Kim, you should have kept your old face. You look better the old way. But let somebody titty sag. Let somebody have a gut. Because people somebody was harassing baby mother, um, the, the rapper baby mother. They was harassing her about having a saggy chest and not caring. First of all, she has two set of twins. She got four kids. <laughs> Hello? Do the math. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, I'm mad. Like two two sets of twins. Yeah. Please, please. And it's like you, they make fun of you when you don't get shit done. Then they make fun of you when you do get shit done. So it's no other choice other than to to one stop. People need to stop. And two, you can't care because people won't have something to say no matter what. Mm -hmm. Although I'm telling them to stop, they never will because people are so fucking miserable. And like I said, they're losers in real life. So mm -hmm. the only thing they could do to make themselves feel better is nitpick at people online. That's all they can do. Absolute mm -hmm. losers. And then I'm like, you know, you go walk in a crowd full of people. Folks be so quiet, but the internet be buzzing. So yes. it's like, Some, what, what's going on? What's and going also, on? it's crazy because I'm not going to tell my weight, but that don't stop niggas from coming in my DM. Hello. I, we just was I, going through the history well, of the guys we dated, and ain't nothing but tense. So I'm like, look. Talking about model niggas. Pulling niggas that's over six, the six nine, okay? It don't matter. Period. It don't matter. It, it really don't, don't matter. matter. And when I tell you, if I go on missing and they put my weight on there, they gonna think they looking for John Cena. That's all I'm gonna say. Three, what? I'm five. I'm five three. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let you stop right. I'm gonna make you stop right there. I'm gonna stop right there. But just, just let it know. And if weight becomes too much, you can always do what I do. I don't weigh myself at all. Even when I go to the doctors, I ask them not to tell me because it's a trigger for me because of growing mm -hmm. up. Yeah. So, and also it doesn't matter what the scales say. I know I work out. I know I eat healthy. I know that I have a home, you know, a little nice body. So why do I, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> like I know I do. Like I'm not going to pretend like I don't have. I, think I have a nice body. I do. So it's like why? And the only reason why I have been weighing myself is I'm working with a trainer and like you know track, you know track your process. But she, even she told me she's like if you don't make your goal this month, it's okay. And I'm like, 
Period. <laughs> yeah, I can't count calories, and I, I like anytime numbers. I become fixated on things like this, so I mm -hmm. personally can't do it. My goal be like doing certain things a certain number of times a week, and I'll lose the weight where I lose the weight, or mm -hmm. inches where I lose inches. But I don't care, like, cause I'm not doing this for my weight. I'm doing it for like my mental health. And if you're struggling with your weight and you don't and your your mindset is more like mine then don't look at the scale but if you are like sabria and you find like you know just like comfort and seeing the progress then look at the scale but it's up to you not the fucking internet <laughs> like these fucking losers like i can't stress it enough they suck Such like losers. they weirdos like i just be thinking about people in a dim ass room eating fucking cheese curls <laughs> on a fucking phone tapping, smelling so stinky and sweaty and they kids are uh, wallowing around on the floor and they like let's mm, mm, all this let's all that but it's like <laughs> what about you what, what about, about you? you? And I know that we talk about other people's lives on this show, but it's truly because we are in love with pop culture. Like we're in love with pop culture and we try to spin things for the most part to talk about black women and pop culture in a positive way. I'm never going to sit here and just talk about the way black people look. I will do it the white man. Yes, but not <laughs> black people. Mm -hmm. No, unless it's a woozy. Okay. Well, let's get into common sense sis. So um, this has actually been really, this conversation has been coming up a lot between me and Sabria, like privately. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some people that it's been just like coming to our knowledge that some people really do have trouble um, making friends. And I'm gonna be honest, like that first I didn't feel for people. We both were like, yeah, like, huh? How you had trouble making <laughs> friends, right? But it's becoming like I've been hearing it enough. And like anything, if you hear it enough, then you're like, oh wow, like let me shut up. Let me stop thinking I know everything about this subject and just ask the question of like, well, what's going on? Like, why exactly. is it? Like what's happening? So this week we're talking about like, you know, having people having trouble making friends while we didn't understand it. Times where making friends were hard for us. Um, things like factors that may impact like making friends and most importantly tips on how to make friends. So also people like us, sorry to cut you off. Mm -hmm. We have the gift of the gab and everybody don't have that. And I'm noticing because I've been talking to somebody recently and I'm like like i i'm a listener like i rather like to listen um but i'm like yo some people really don't know what to talk about yeah they don't and it's not easy for like some people don't understand the unspoken rules of communication that's really a huge part of making friends mm. like these unspoken rules and some people will never tell you what you did wrong they will never take the time to explain to you what happened um and i think from working in education i learned a lot about how those unspoken rules should become spoken but it's uncomfortable for me to tell somebody something i feel like well most of us know this already yeah. you know what i mean most of us know that you know if we can like some people like i know this one girl who just lied a lot right about everything <laughs> about everything and it was very clear that this person was lying um about everything but they just for some reason felt like they had to do that to make friends but you know when a person like that then turns around and say i don't got no friends it's like well it's because you know you're a liar but also 
<laughs> don't tell the truth ever. And we all know that you're just making things up as you go. But like, so that person. Dumb shit. They're like, yeah, I got an iPhone at home. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> or like, it was actually funny because the person was saying that, like that their, um, <laughs> that their headphones were, uh, I, what's it called? What's those Apple head like wireless things? Earpods. Yeah, they were saying they're earpods, but they clearly had strings on them. <laughs> and I, see, the thing is, when somebody lie like that, I my mom can't take it. She'll be like, "Look, I, I gotta get out of here. I can't sit here and listen to this shit." But me, I'd be like, oh, "Okay, like you know, because I don't care. I guess like they're not my headphones. So if that's what you want to say, that's fine. I know they're not, but whatever. But there, it's always uncomfortable when somebody's like, "Those are not earpods," <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Yes, they are." You know, so it's like you know, some people really think that the only way to be friends is to like form to push themselves to be likable even if that means a lion because they don't know the unspoken rules so I thought that this was really good and it also was like challenging us to say like okay cool like this the same way dating is hard for us and easy for some people making friends is easy for us but difficult for Mm. other people so like how can we maybe offer some tips or just just discuss what we think, what we feel, what we know to just, you know, add to the conversation. And most importantly, it's okay to admit that you want friends. A shout to Safi, um, who we gave a toast to earlier. She shared this video, you guys probably seen it on TikTok. It was a black girl getting real vulnerable saying that she wants friends and nobody takes it seriously. And I know I did the same thing to people before. Like you just be like, who come on now, girl? Like who needs friends? But it's the truth. Like human like connections are important. And mm-hmm. we we don't want people to do something harmful to themselves because they feel alone. So we should be encouraging people to say like I really just reaching out and looking for someone to connect with Mm -hmm. so first things first um why was it hard for you to believe that like when people said like I can't make friends like why did that feel like impossible for you for me because it's literally so easy without even trying um I felt like oh like everybody like in my mind I and I still do this and it's something that I need to like break. I always think that people have the same, dare I say, vibe as me. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not very like big head in, in a sense where I'm like, oh, I'm the only me, like whatever. But it's truly like you really are, people are really unique individuals and some people don't carry it like you do. Mm-hmm. So I thought that like, oh, like it's very easy for me because I know sometimes like I'm very like, even when I'm nervous or I'm shy or something, I still will speak. Or speak up because I'm like if I don't then I'm gonna look weird I'm just standing here um in college though oh no sorry we'll get to that later but yeah it was just easy I mean it was hard for me because like I said without even trying people have just been like attracted to me in that way um like it's very easy for me to make friends and I, I agree with everything you said. Literally, that's why it was hard for me. And I think it's because I was, you know, I'm known as a friend thief. Like, I'm known <laughs> as like, you know, I can't stop making friends. Sometimes I'm just like, yo, I kind of want to chill. But it's just very easy for me to show up authentically. And um, for some reason, people fuck with it. I mm-hmm. think that all, being authentic and being myself is very easy. Um, and I care a lot about staying true to myself and not, I actually don't care if people like me or not. And that's what makes people like you more. 
the more you don't care about people liking you, the more you just approach things with uh, like, hey, I'm just asking you this question or I'm being nice to you because you deserve to be nice or, you know, I like to know I'm just being respectful to you. That's what makes make being, you know, making friends easier. So I never really had to worry about it. Also, I felt like I was born with friends, you know, mm-hmm. like um, my cousins were my first friends. Um, I just same with you. I kind of have always had these people around me and friends from the neighborhood. Like my mom was friends with so-and-so's mom. So, mm-hmm. you know, now we grew up and actually fun fact, my cousin Kiki and I aren't blood related. It's just our moms knew each other since they were 14. So by the time soon I, we grew, we literally were born friends. We were born <laughs> friends. And I have a lot of like extended cousins like that. I have a lot of neighbors who I didn't get a choice to be their friend. I just was their friend because my mom was friends with them. And then yep, they were drinking together, then we had to play together. So I never had them without that. Like that's always kind of been like part of my life. So mm-hmm. and everybody I know had friends and out of just who they grew up with. So it's just hard for me to believe that. But then you start to realize that some people don't grow up like you, you know, some, especially it's especially isolating for black people who grow up being the only black person in mm-hmm. their school, being the, not having that traditional, like, you know, black ass experience it's not that cookout experience that we see on tv like that's not how everyone's life is especially if you know you like the suburbs or something like that and i know you this is our next question we kind of got a chance to experience that when we went to college for a little bit yeah yeah that was rough um so and that's what i was about to say so in college like i said earlier um, that I made friends on Facebook and stuff like that. And like, it was very exciting. Like when I got there the first day, I'm like, oh, texting people like, Hey, like I'm here X, Y, Z, but dun, 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 the dark side of it. Some people were flaky. Um, like I remember I had, and it's crazy because he is ugly as fuck now. He always (laughs) was. And I, I don't know why I didn't see it. Anyway, this guy, I had a crush on and like I was friends with him on Facebook and we like were talking, we exchanged numbers. When we, when I got to my campus, I like texted him and I was like, Hey, like I'm here, like blah, blah, blah. Like you want to meet up this and third. And he ignored me and he did not talk. I had never talked to him the whole four years. I went to school. We had never talked face to face. Mm. I think I remember Um, this person. Did they have a bun or a ponytail? Yeah, and glasses. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was wild to me because I had came from a place where everybody, not everybody, wanted to be my friend, but like people never treated me like that in school, and even when like my neighborhood, when people like I was quote unquote the big, like people made fun of me, I still had like friends, like people still wanted to be around me. So that was like the first time where I was like felt like I was like shunned. And also, like, people weren't into the same things that I was into. Like, we would, like, say we were into the same music, but then, surprise, they're a cokehead. <laughs> and it just, <laughs> um, yikes, yikes, didn't see that coming. And I don't, you know, fuck with heavy drugs. So that was a barrier. And I felt so alone. Like, my first, it was like, I think one of my first nights I, like, called my, um, my one of my former friends um mom and 
One of my <laughs> former friends, Molly. You had to see that. Um, I kind of did. I had to set the tone. Um, I called her mom. And no, I think she called me and I was just crying, bawling, crying because I just was like, I feel so alone. Like, I don't want to be here. Like, these people are fucking freaks. Like, they just too crazy for me. And I just felt so alone. And like, my first two years I had a a sec I found a sector of friends and I found some people like I became friends with somebody who like didn't mess with heavy drugs so they like stayed away from a lot of stuff um but then um I kind of like grew out of them um Mm. and but and it was really hard because okay so that was my friend like you know that I hung with like after class or like before class or something like that and we weren't the same major and they were a grade above me so like I was a freshman and they were a sophomore. So when um I got to class and stuff, I said class. Really <laughs> into the story. When I got to class, I was <laughs> I felt like very alone because I didn't have any friends in my major. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I had no friends in my major. I didn't really know any people in my major. And like if y'all can believe it, I was very quiet. Like my first two years at college my first two years, I was quiet. Like, of course, if somebody spoke to me, I wouldn't be like, hmm. like, I would talk to them. Like, I would talk. If I was, I only spoke when spoken to, for real. Um, um, I didn't, like, participate in class. And it's crazy, because in high school, even if I was wrong, I still would participate. <laughs> I'd be wrong. I'd be strong and wrong. <laughs> still participate. <laughs> so, so, I didn't participate um in class uh because I was just like very shy and nervous and I felt alone but then my third year I found um my tribe I would say I don't know if that's problematic to say Ugh. after after it left my lips I wouldn't say it. again <laughs> I found my crew <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> sorry um <laughs> it's all right you know you're breaking habits we're learning I'm learning I found my crew mm-hmm. um around my it was like the end of my second year into my third third year, my junior year. Mm-hmm. I really found like friends and things got easier and I felt like more comfortable with myself. Um, but yeah, it was a real struggle. Like definitely finding people. They're like, um, cause you know, I thought like superficially like, Oh, we like the same music, we the same style. Like we would be in the same, you know, into the same thing. And also to count the fact that I was black and my school was, most it was it was heavily it was either if you weren't from korea you were from jersey and hmm? <laughs> okay i know that is very wild but if anybody went to sva you know uh, you're that right though you're if, so if, right i'm thinking sc- or or connecticut it connect or connecticut literally my what made up my school was connecticut jersey and korea and oklahoma it, it, no <laughs> I thought it was some people from the Midwest. It was if they was from the Midwest, I think I only knew one person from the Midwest, like Missouri or um Detroit. Okay, I'm thinking about Michael, who didn't go to your school. <laughs> Did not go to my school. <laughs> I just forgot. He was always at your dorm. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my school. And also I was struggling with like, you know, how I spoke and like the slang, like and stuff. It just was a bunch, it was a lot. But then shout out to Elena, like I met somebody from Philly and I was just like oh my god thank you <laughs> and we now friends and she designed the Blake Brunch logo <laughs> yeah, look at that circle bull look circle. at god <laughs> look at god 
So my thing, so I don't know if we're not at the advice part, but like, honestly, what helped me is just pushing through. And I was very, this is before I move on. This is very weird. And Ema knows I made up an altar for myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> whose name was Emily, and it was I blame it on I was watching the United States of Terror. Very highly problematic. <laughs> Very highly problematic. I was watching the United States of Terror, and I was inspired in all the wrong ways. In my defense, I was in my early twenties. Yeah, you just trying to cope. I was trying to cope because I was down bad. So I made up Emily, which was based on Emily the Strange. And Emily was when I was quiet and I was shy and nervous. And I forgot what happened, but I metaphorically killed Emily. (laughs) (laughs) She's dead. (laughs) Metaphorically killed Emily. And so when I did that, I was able to move on. So if you have an Emily, I just feel like, just kill her. Yeah, and even if you don't have a name for it, here's the she, She's there. <laughs> Pick the name and kill her. Exactly. Um, <laughs> she's got to go. Uh, so, yeah, hard to move on from that. Uh, but I would say, so there have been times where it has been hard for me to make friends, especially, it really was when I was younger, um, before I was confident that being myself would get me far because in when I was really young, again, a lot of the friends I had, I had inherited from my mom. Like I just kind of grew grew up with them and they were going, they had no choice but to like me because we were connected through family and close friends and stuff like that. But when I got to school, you know, I kind of mentioned this before, like, you know, going to school in North Philly, but kind of having like this princess life at home. I was very sheltered. It did not make me popular amongst kids who were going through shit that I could not imagine. And I must have been annoying for to them. Like, you know, somebody coming to school with these big ass sketchers on and fucking <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie talking about Lizzie McGuire and shit when you got rough shit going on and you being like pushed to adulthood. It's like some, res- I can clearly say this, that it was some resentment towards me. And Sabri, I know you went through the same thing. Oh, hell yeah. So I did not have friends I, I didn't align with anybody until I, I met my first friend in fifth grade and I know that sounds like oh you know that's not that long but imagine going through kindergarten first grade second grade third grade fourth grade and then not until you got to fifth grade where you met one friend you yeah, know right? and, at school that was the first I'm, I just was like kids don't like me at school no matter what I say no matter what I do they just don't like me at school And I can remember just feeling like it was nothing I could do right because whatever I was, they hated. Um, So that was a rough, that was a rough moment for me. And I can honestly say, had I not met my one, shout out to Aisha in fifth grade, Aisha and Raheem, we created a singer group called AIR, um, which standed for Aisha, Iman, and Raheem, Air. Um, And we would always sing the same song, which was hilarious. Um, And Raheem was very, shouts to Raheem, he, I actually saw him at a bar recently. He was on fucking top of us, but he would only let us sing one song. (laughs) players are going to play and haters are going to hate like that was the one song we were sung but i found like so much like love in that friendship and shouts to karen and Brittany. i met them in sixth grade all because alicia keys you don't know my name like we started like <laughs> becoming friends through that and they were like super wholesome like me too um but they were from the same neighborhood so we kind of could like bond over the same things but 
I just understood that if I kept going and I never met people like that, I actually could have seen how hard it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when I, by the time I got to high school, so if, in Philly and big cities, like you can go to any high school. It's so many different schools. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, North is like twelve different elementary schools, twelve middle schools, twelve high schools in each part of the city, plus charter schools, plus private schools, plus Catholic schools. So I was coming from North Philly again, um, for from kindergarten to eighth grade. So I was just like friends with all the same people. Even the people that I weren't friends with, I knew them, were comfortable, understood their story. But when ninth grade came, it was the first time I was challenged with making friends like come in a place where I didn't know anyone and everybody kind of had a squad except for me in ninth grade and I remember kind of being a little sad about that but I was only sad for those eight hours I was at school because I came home and I had friends on my block and I had cousins and stuff like that but um it was wild because I went from being at the bottom of the food chain to being the school president yeah and- that's wild <laughs> was at the bottom of the food chain. <laughs> when I say a bitch work, be working her way up from the bottom of the food chain, because it happened before. Like, at one job, I was like a temp, like, and I was the worst temp. I was bad at my job. And then all of a sudden, like, I got real competitive. And next thing you know, I was the first one in my bunch to get a promotion. Like, I just always be working my way up from the bottom through authenticity and through not trying to be liked. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, if you don't like me, you don't like me. But sometimes all you got to do is when you're in a group project, start being funny with one person. And then that person will then enjoy being around you and be like, hey, you want to sit at my lunch table? And next thing you know, you are, you know, sitting at the fucking popular table. You didn't even ask to be. I remember in ninth grade, Sabria actually was always in like popular gang from the time she entered high school. I would be on MySpace and my fucking watching Cheetah Girls looking at MySpace at them fucking and partying and I'm like oh my god these parties are so crazy I'll never get invited by the time I was at 11th grade guess who party I was at (laughs) guess who you know so it's just like you have to not (laughs) and don't be weird like there are some people who but I'm going to be friends with this relax how do you know you want to be friends with somebody if you don't know them you, if you don't know them personally, you don't know how they move. Mm-hmm. You don't know how they act when they get scared. Because that's real important. How people act when they get scared, when they under stress. Some people yeah. will just abandon you. They don't care what happened to you when they get a little nervous, mm-hmm. when shit get rough. So it's like, make sure, don't don't just set your eyes on somebody that I want to be their friends because you don't know them. All you know is how they appear to be. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a whole other thing. So yeah, um, next we wanted to talk about like, just a few things we think play a factor in like people making friends. Like I would kind of to what I was just saying, like we were talking about gener- generations and I feel like today's generation puts a lot of like focus on like swag. Cool, cool, yeah, swag, cool groups of friends on TikTok. Like I see tweets going around all the time that are like, oh my God, where can I find a friend group like this? Or like, oh my God, this is the type of friends I want. And the people will be in the video, like doing a dance, like smiling. And be like, <laughs> they all be wearing like sweatpants and they be like, hey, hey. But when the camera go off, what you gonna do? <laughs> Hello? Who you gonna call? <laughs> Hello? Like, like what's that? <laughs> you know, what, what's, what you gonna do? Like, that's not like honestly, friendship is about when you down bad, having somebody to have your back. When you say, "Hey, yo, I'm about to cancel my birthday party," and your friends go, "Oh no, you're not. Oh no, you're not." And you and guess what? Me, Sabrina, don't never make no video on TikTok dancing. So who would? <laughs> how would you know she was a good friend unless you what took the time to get to know her? 
found common things, found common, com, you know, common, I'm about to say commonalities, but I don't know if that's a real word. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, no, you know, commonalities. Yeah, commonalities. Like, you find commonalities <laughs> and then you go from there. Like, you, we literally met as orient. Yeah, do people know how we met? Um, we was orientation leaders, right? Yeah, let's go there. Um, we were orient <laughs> surprised. We were both orientation leaders and excited <laughs> to be there too. It's like, when do we get the t-shirts? Like we wanted to be there. We were welcoming in new, um, ninth and 10th graders. Cause we were in 10th grade, about to go 11th grade. And like, I had heard of Sabria. I was actually really good friends with, um, someone who shall not be named, um, an old boyfriend. And... <laughs> I was friends with him first, but I always thought Sabria was really cool from what I've heard and stuff like that. Like everybody thought she's funny and <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just remember something funny you you said to somebody. I just thought she was cool. But we sat next to each other and it was like instant giggles. Like we were laughing at everything together, <laughs> all because we were in that space. So like, you know. We had became friends there. And next thing you know, we were like on IM talking a lot. And then we would be in classes together. But one thing we both shared is that we like to laugh. We like to laugh uncontrollably. Yes. So it's like just kind of letting things happen organically and trusting the process, I think, is how you build strong relationships and not saying, like, who's the most popular? Because you know what? The people who do stuff like that just become fucking flunkies. Exactly. They always become people try, try too hard. People who are you know doing everything to get into this certain group but then it's like what do you really know about this person yeah like um i'm just thinking about like i think this is when we like first started becoming friends and we was laughing so freaking hard because the class was quiet and <laughs> and um and we had this teacher who's like real petite like real small he had this button-up shirt in I started talking about like if I put his shirt on <laughs> and the buttons like start popping and like hitting people in the eye like in the class. I don't know why I said I put his shirt on. <laughs> and I was laughing because I said something like, what if you put this shirt on and it ripped in the back? <laughs> like, we just like, was making all these dumb scenarios so about Sabria wearing somebody's shirt. <laughs> And it was so quiet. That's what made it funnier. <laughs> we literally, one of our friends nicknamed us, gig, you know, thing one and thing two. They <laughs> yeah. nicknamed us Giggly One and Giggly Two because that's how hard we believe. And I would never forget when we would listen to, we were um, repeating Remember the Time by Michael Jackson. And we were saying like, you know, at some point Mike just start wilding. Like, <laughs> he was like, do you remember, girl? Like, shop up. Like, he was saying all this stuff. And we were saying, what if Michael Jackson was actually in the studio trying to like call the cat and that's why you hear the like Shut up. like he was trying to call his cat over yeah, I forgot about that I forgot we said that yeah. <laughs> then one time our teacher told somebody to, to, kick, to keep his paws off <laughs> oh, sorry and I think we fell out laughing because she said get your paws off <laughs> So little things like that, like I found, we found like humor in like every day. It wasn't about like, oh, I want to be friends with Sabria because like, oh, her, her parents own this nice house, which they did. Um, <laughs> she wasn't like, oh, I want to be friends with Iman because her mom cooks good, which she does. But it's just like, it's just 
about the real keep it about the relationship keep it mm. about the relationship it can't be superficial it can't be superficial and it can't be forced like we be having an ugly ass time <laughs> yeah we do we really we really really do we really do and like i just be feeling like it don't matter how ugly this time is like my friends my like i can't live without my friends like because you know they are more they're your chosen family they're mm-hmm. the people who that's why I do understand when people yearn for friends. They're your chosen family. Sometimes, you know, you can't even go to your family about things, like your blood family about things, mm-hmm. because, you know, they don't understand, and you're kind of forced to love them just out of blood. But your friends are the people you choose. They're the people that come in your life that are similar to you, that have the same ideas as you, and, like, all those things. So I definitely think this generation can prioritize, like, the wrong things. Also think that, like, being introverted could make things harder but also like so my dad is an introvert but when I tell you that he is one of the most charming people I've ever met like he really knows how to make people feel good about themselves so you can be somebody that's shy but still like friendly you know Mm -hmm. so I think rooted rooted and friendly and trying to be nice try to make people feel good about themselves even if you're not the person to go do like the electric slide like you know you're not that hype person sometimes those people are annoying actually so annoying what's the move what's the move it's your boy (laughs) yeah it's your girl it's your boy or the person that tries to be uh what's the word the stereotypical (laughs) the person who think they're the chris rock at a party like they always got to have a punchline it's like listen i can't i can't let's just enjoy the the baby shower or let's just enjoy the thing without the extra commentary like please i can't like stop don't try so hard don't try so hard um and also it's worth it to know when to examine yourself like i know that doesn't mm-hmm. feel good to hear but sometimes like you know you go into spaces and i had to have this conversation with myself i mentioned like one time i came to a job i was a temp and i didn't talk to anyone because i had been taught that when you go into a job don't be running your mouth do your job the right way mm-hmm. because no nobody care about you know somebody who who can talk a lot but can't do their job and boy was that terrible advice because actually being charming is almost way more important than doing your being likable is more important than doing your job the right exactly. way exactly and when you just imagine this you come in somewhere and you're not saying a single thing to anybody everybody talking about game of thrones and this and the other <laughs> and you're like we're the highlighters that i have to like do you know that can be considered cold so mm-hmm. it's okay to say ah, i don't know if that was the right approach let me try again let me be a different person today let me reapproach people like it's it's okay you're human being I know it feels fake to switch up, but, you know, maybe you thought that that was the right way to be first. And now you realize that I might need to be a little bit more nicer. And who knows what what results you can get. Exactly. Because I did the same thing because I didn't make work friends until 2018 because um, I had the same mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, have you ever like, I'm not trying to pipe myself, but like sometimes I could tell when somebody's trying to be friends with me because of the vibe. And I'm like, okay, I get why you would be friends Mm -hmm. with me. but Why do I want to be friends with you? Like, you know what I mean? Like what you're just trying to come up in my circle to because you see that my friends are having a good time and stuff like that. But it's like, are you inspiring? Like what's going on with you over here? Like, 
can I come to you if I need something or I need advice or mm-hmm. do you just want to be part of the, the good times? You just want to have a good times role, but then you can't, you know, so it was like, check yourself and make sure that you would want to be friends with you. And if you can't say yes, confidently, then think about why that is like, oh, is it because you are maybe a little selfish? Then don't be selfish. Is it because you are, you know, you don't talk a lot. All right. Well, think about some things you're interested in and then start talking. But like, would you like to be friends with you? Could you depend on you? Mm-hmm. And another thing is like, I noticed like sometimes people um, only want to be friends when say they're having trouble with in their romantic relationship or Ugh. something like that. Like, you know, that's annoying. When a man is going, they like girls night. It's like, baby, this was called dinner, not girls night. <laughs> exactly. So, like, are you that type of person? Yeah. Do you run? Do you isolate and shut down when you're in a relationship? And we all know relationships mean you can't be as available to your friends. Nobody's saying that. But, like, when I say that I have some friends in relationships and who have been in relationships, and we don't skip a beat as far as, like, they don't make me feel like I can't come to them if I need them, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't make them feel like they got to be there for me all the time. Like, we're grown. We get it. But don't don't isolate. And then that partner is enough for you. But then they go on. The next thing you know, you want to, you know, go to TGI Fridays with me. Because <laughs> the answer is no. I don't want a strawberry daiquiri. I don't. Um, so, yeah, as far as tips to make some friends, just one, be yourself. Be yourself and get to know yourself too. Get to know yourself. Get to know what you like. Get to know what you want in friends because you should not be blending to to be friends with people because that's exhausting and that's not fair to you. Mm-hmm. Like be yourself and it's so it's a beautiful feeling when you are yourself and you you know my friends know I love Mariah Carey. My friends know I'm strict. My friends know <laughs> I could be a tightwad sometimes and they still choose to be here because I don't I don't run away from who I am Mm -hmm. so be yourself and and you know be enjoyable be enjoyable to be around as much as possible and x like maybe like try to be in some places where like-minded people are around like okay if you can go to school like think about how like if you had a rough time in your hometown maybe you want to go to school in a city setting like you want to go to school where there's more diversity you want to maybe get a job somewhere if you're an artist, even if you can't necessarily be an artist, like think of somewhere where other artists m- might work as they're getting themselves together, like an art museum, a cafe, um, a certain type of store, like maybe like a Doc Martin, Urban Outfitters. I don't know what it's like to work at these places, so I'm not encouraging you, but just a good, you know, that's an example. Mm-hmm. You got any tips? I feel like I agree. Oh. Shit, sorry, my necklace as well. I agree with everything that you said. Um, also, like, don't be afraid to. I would say, like, maybe I don't know. Everybody don't drink, but like, oh, for instance, me. Sometimes I go to the arcade by myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you go to certain like places where you know people are are going to be, like, don't be afraid to. Like, for instance, um. I have tattoos and a lot of the times I'll see like somebody that like, not that we're friends, but I mean, I didn't make friends with her, but that was an opportunity. Like one time I went to Sephora and I saw somebody that had the same exact tattoo as me. And I went up to them and was like, Hey, like, look like we have the same tattoo, whatever. And like, it was weird because it's like in a pandemic, but they were just like, Oh, like, you know, excited about that. So I feel like don't be afraid to, uh, 
I feel like complimenting somebody, like when it's genuine, son, I feel like that is so, that is like a, a definitely an end. Like to, like for instance, um, somebody recently for the first time came up to me and talked to me at the gym. Um, they were like, I mean, no, that's a lie. That was not the first time I was going to talk to you at the gym. Um, <laughs> but my, I was like struggling with the weights and it was like, you got this. And they're like, you know, trying to give me like a tip, like, you know, or something like that. Like, I feel like don't be afraid to like compliment somebody or like say something. And I know like, I mean, it might be different in different parts of the world. I know sometimes Philly people are like, oh, that's dick eating, like, or whatever like that. But like, come on now. I feel like it's no, like some people really love, like when people come up to me and say they like my hair or like they compliment my tattoos or something like that, I will tell them where I get my tattoos done. I'll tell them where my hair is from. Like I will strike up, you know, a conversation. I feel like that is like, I feel like that's an easy end. That's an easy end. Like one time I shared the umbrella uh, with this pregnant woman while we were both waiting for our food during that curbside moment like in the pandemic mm-hmm. and with us we both got into oh so how long you been vegan what you getting what's that and the other we friends on instagram now one time me and sabria went to um the flatbush zombies concerts mm-hmm. um and we found this girl who was there alone added her on instagram and it's just like oh cool one time i was selling to this girl and i asked her when her birthday was and she said she was a virgo i said i should have known you was a virgo because you know something how detail oriented you is and she's like what so guess what now we're planning to go for a hike but it's just like literally oh, iman also remember when we went to um the bar crawl oh my god yes shout out to tony and digna we met them literally met two black girls and just started drinking and well it was a bar crawl so the whole point was to drink and make, and meet people but like yeah we weren't like hey so we have a pocket like the black girl brunch was secondary like the first thing was like, oh, okay cool what y'all do where you're from this and the other oh i love your natural hair yo compliment if especially from black woman to black woman compliment her hair compliment mm-hmm. her hair if in, in come from a place of authenticity yo what do you use on your hair what do you do this and the other and just let's see where the conversation go but challenge yourself challenge yourself to step outside of it and also your twitter friends are still friends shout mm-hmm. out to my girl shout out to all my girls actually but there's so many people <laughs> i met from twitter and i'm like i can't wait to meet you in real life like yeah exactly so that's it. Um, if you guys have want any more tips about the friends, make sure you hit me and Sabria up because this is something that I actually really enjoy talking about. And I feel like I'm somewhat good at it. Like, cause I feel like I have great friends. I don't just have like superficial, like girl groups, girl gang, you know, <laughs> actual real ass friends. Um, we met Savvy too from like Instagram and the podcast. Oh, it's just oh, so yeah, many ways. What the fuck? Like, it's so many ways to to really make friends in 2021. But it all starts with being a great person. So that's it for this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. I realized I just admitted that I think I'm a good person, a great person. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, um, that's it for this week's episode. Make sure y'all hit us up on the socials. Uh, hit us up at BLK Girl Brunch on Twitter, on Instagram, Black Girl Brunch. Uh, make sure you send us emails with your listener letters, questions. If we haven't gotten to them yet, we promise we will get to them. Also, if you're interested in advertising with us, you can hit us up at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at imamate, on Twitter at itsmate, and Sabria at it's freaking them on Instagram and freaking underscore on Twitter. All right, that's it. We love you guys. Have a great week. Bye. Peace.